Well, welcome back. Uh, we're now uh, going to be studying the third and final chapter of the laws of a virgin young woman, uh, which we'll be dealing with the case of Musi Shemra, uh, which is, as we saw in the Rambam's opening, is a case of uh, where the husband uh, publicizes a bad name of his uh, wife. We will see the precise details of what this means in this chapter, and we have finished the laws of rapist and uh, a seducer, which were the previous two chapters. So a person who uh, publicized a bad name uh, on a one of the daughters of Israel, um, and the matter that he publicized ended up being false, it ended up being a lie, he receives lashes. As the Pasuk says, uh, like in the cases of Ones and Fateh, I uh, recommend that you read the Perashan Torah, in the Kafbet that deals with Musi Shemera in order to see all of the details and how the Torah describes it. Uh, so since the Pasuk says Vi Seru Otho, you should um, inflict afflict him, or you should uh, inflict uh, a punishment on him. Um, so from here we see that that he deserves lashes, but the prohibition is not uh, from here, but rather the prohibition for it is from the Pesuk, uh, You should not go um, uh, blabbering amongst your people, right? You shouldn't uh, speak uh, um, gossip of the people in your nation uh, falsely. Uh, this Pesuk, uh, we didn't see this, uh, this Azhara, this a prohibition in the beginning of this section as the Nisra was already, we already saw it in Hilchot De'ot in the beginning of Sefer uh, and when he And he also needs to give, so we, see, so we see he receives lashes because of that prohibition. And he gives her father uh, the, uh, a fine of uh, the weight of. 100 selaim uh, of clear uh, silver. Sorry, hold on one second. I apologize. Um, so we we are over here with nothing la and he gives to her father the weight of 100 selaim of uh, of clear silver, which is double the amount that we saw regarding the ones and the fateh. This amount is said explicitly in the Pesukim. And if she were a uh, an orphan, then it belongs to her alone. Uh, so he gives it to her father since she's a na'ara, and she still belongs to her father's household. But if she does not have a father, then it belongs to her. So 
Nara Amale di Berakathu. And we um and the person who publicizes a bad name on a on a child, right? On a young woman who is not a Nara, right? We saw the Ketana is up until the age of 12. And then from the age of 12 until the age of if she sees Simanim, if she sees the signs of womanhood at the age of 12, then from the age of 12 to 12 and a half, she is called a Na'ara. And then from 12 and a half upwards, she is called a Bogeret. And all of this we saw in the, first, in the second chapter of Ilchot Ishut. Right? So if he publicizes a bad name on a Ketana, on a child, or Al-Habogeret, or on an adult, then he is exempt from both from the qinas, from the fine, and from the lashes. And he is not obligated until he publicizes the bad name on a na'ara. As the verse says, Na'ara, and uh, they and and they bring out the um, it will be explained that betule here means the edim who uh, who testify. The, the witnesses that testify that uh, she is not a virgin. Um, we'll see that later. But it literally means the multiple virginities. Um, and they bring out the virginities of the young woman, of the Nara, because it says Nara, and it's a derasha on the fact that it is uh, it is not with a he. So they say, Nara male di Torah talks about a full na'ara and not a ketana and not a bogeret. So it only applies from the age of 12 to 12 and a half. Here we also see an, uh, an exception to the, uh, in the in the previous chapter we saw that that um, regarding the ones and that he cannot receive both lashes and pay a fine. Here, nevertheless, he does both. He, he both receives lashes and pays the fine. As the prohibition here is not uh, the same prohibition as in the previous, uh, as in the previous halacha, uh, and as in the previous perik, uh, which was the prohibition of 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 uh, divorcing her. Even though there is a prohibition for him to divorce her as well, as we will see, uh, here the prohibition is the fact that he publicized a bad name, and that prohibition is not a misvat. Uh, it's not a prohibition that is attached to a mitzvah um, as it stands on its own. And therefore, he is able to both pay the fine and receive lashes at the same time. We do not uh, uh, judge on the case of of Shemra of publicize. We don't uh, of, of of this whole case of publicizing a bad name, unless uh, it is in front of uh, is, is in a time that the Bet Mikdash exists, the Temple in Yerushalayim exists with a Sanhedrin. Um, and in a court of 23, um, because the uh, case of Hosa'at Shemra, of publicizing a bad name, includes in it a, the possibility of a, being a capital case, right? There could be a case of capital punishment here where death is the verdict, uh, and therefore it would require a court of 23 
at the time that there is a Beit Mikdash and a Sanhedrin. Because if it ends up being that uh, what they what he said is true, um, then she is killed. But uh, the rapist and the seducer, we we judge in these cases. Uh, but in the case of the rapist and the seducer, we deal we judge these cases at all times, regardless of whether it's a Beit Mikdash or not, and in a court of three. Not in a court of twenty-three, as will uh, will be explained in Hilchot Sanhedrin, uh, because those two cases do not include any possibility for a capital verdict. Rather, there will only be a kenas from the Torah. And it is a positive commandment from the Torah that the wife of the person who uh, publicized her name uh, uh, badly, that she uh, sits with him forever, meaning that he may not divorce her, as it says, and to him she shall be as a wife, uh, even if she were blind or if she were riddled with uh, some sort of skin disease, uh, even in those cases he still may not divorce her. And if he divorces her, he violates a biblical prohibition, a negative commandment, as it says, and he may not send her away all of his days. But if he does divorce her, then we force him to return her, to remarry her, and he does not receive lashes, as we already explained in the case, in the case of the rapist, right, where uh, he is not... Uh, is not receive lashes because this is a lav shenitak laase, uh, as I explained in the first halacha. But if uh, prior to him being able uh, to remarry her, someone else uh, precedes him and marries her first, as mekadesh uh, first, or she dies, or if he were a kohen, so he was is not allowed to marry a uh, divorcee, then he receives lashes. On the Gerushim, as he only receives lashes if he does not fulfill the mitzvah, the part of the mitzvah, I say part of this uh, two part, two of these two mitzvot combo. Uh, if he finds in her a matter of uh, uh, of uh, promiscuity that she did something uh, some sort of illicit sexual action um, while they were married uh, or, or or he found that she was prohibited to him uh, from one of these right that uh, of a, a prohibition or or if it were a, a positive commandment that he wasn't allowed to marry her, or even if she were only prohibited to her as being a erva, uh, like a grandmother or a granddaughter, as we saw earlier, then he may divorce her with a get. 
right? Even though it says, uh, as the verse says, and to him, she must be as a wife, a wife who is fit for him, right? But since all of these are prohibited to him, uh, the Torah allows him to divorce her. Not just allows, uh, commands him to divorce her. And why do we not say that the mitzvah should the positive commandment should come and uh, push away the negative commandment, which is a principle that occurs in some scenarios? Why do we not say this? Neither in the case of the person who publicizes her name falsely, Musi Shemra, or with regards to the rapist, as we saw in the previous chapter, um, and that he should be obligated to marry this woman who is normally prohibited to him, right? Um, the reason we do not apply this uh, principle of is because it is possible that she will not, uh, that she will, will not want to sit with him, she will not want to stay married. In which case, in which case, uh, she he doesn't he 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 doesn't marry her, and then it, he ends up fulfilling both the ase and the lota ase simultaneously. So since this possibility exists, um, and it's not always the case that the ase will uh, that they necessarily contradict. Therefore, we do not apply this principle. Okay, what is the case of the Hosad Shemra? What is its definition? It is a case where he comes to the court and says, this Na'ara, right, again, remember it was specifically a Na'ara, this Na'ara, this young woman who I uh, slept with, um, I did not find, I found that she wasn't a virgin, and when I sought after the matter, and I tried to check why she wasn't a virgin, uh, it became known to me that she, uh, that she uh, was, that she slept with someone uh, in, instead of me, after I had already uh, done Erusin with her, after I had the Kiddushin had taken place and before the Nisuin, she slept with someone else. Uh, and that's why she wasn't a virgin. And these are my witnesses who, test, who are testifying that she slept with someone else in front of them. I mean, they uh, saw her do this. And the court listens to the words of the test of the uh, of the uh, witnesses, and they uh, check after their testimony. But if but if, if if the manner is found to be true, she is killed via stoning. But if uh, the father uh, brings uh, counter witnesses who 
come and testify that they are edim zomemin, that they are lying uh, witnesses, and that it is impossible that they that their testimony can be true, since they were present with these witnesses uh, that the father brings at this time, uh, so they could not have seen the case. Um, and since it ends up being that their testimony is false and they are edim zomemin, then these witnesses are killed by stoning. They receive the same punishment that they sought to apply to the woman. And the man, the husband, uh, receives lashes and pays 100 pieces of silver, uh, the two punishments that he has to pay for uh, for being Mosishimra, for publicizing a bad name regarding her. And this is what the Torah means when it says, and these are the uh, the virginities of my daughter. Right? This is what the father says to the court after the husband comes and says that uh, he brought uh, his witnesses. Right? The father responds and says, The word betule here, instead of meaning virginities, actually means the witnesses that are coming to testify that the Witnesses of the Baal are Edim Zomemin. Hazar Baal, we have Edim Ahirim, we have Edim Edehaav, Rehana Ara, we have Aviha Niskalin, while Zene Emar, we have Emet Hayah Devar Haze, Mipihashim, while Rashazo, Yishbah Edim, with Zomemin, with Zomemezomemin. But if the, the husband then comes back again and brings another pair of witnesses uh, and they testify that these that the father's witnesses who said that his original witnesses were zomamin that these second the second pair of witnesses says that the father's witnesses were zomamin then the nara uh, uh, receives uh, is uh, killed by via stoning which was her original punishment and the test and the witnesses of the father also receive are uh, also are killed via stoning since they sought to apply that punishment onto the original uh, witnesses. And about this, the Torah says, And if the it ends up being true, this matter, right, that this uh, parasha appears after the whole uh, parasha, uh, original parasha, uh, so from uh, from the oral tradition, we learn that this second parasha, um, the second passage in the Torah, uh, talk, uh, this whole passage in the Torah, has in it both original Edim, uh, has witnesses, it has Edim uh, Zomimim, and it has Zomimim Zomimim. It has three pairs of witnesses in this parasha. Again, I recommend that you read the parasha in order to be able to understand what Rabbeinu is saying here in terms of how to understand the parasha properly. If the husband comes and publicizes a bad name, on uh, this uh, woman 
and she was already a bogeret, meaning she was an adult. She was above the age of 12 and a half after having seen uh, signs of womanhood. Even though he brought uh, um, the witnesses uh, uh, Even though he brought the witnesses that say that she uh, was permitted, that she ha had sex in instead of him when she was an Ara, right? So, right. Even though she, so she's a Bogeret right now, but they testify that she did this act when she was a Nara, okay? Because again, we said the Bogeret is exempt, right? Or that the right that the Bogeret this doesn't apply to. All this applies only to the Nara. Um, then he is exempt from lashes and from the fine, since she is right now a Bogeret. Uh, and if the matter ends up being true, then she is killed via stoning, uh, even though she is currently a Bogeret, even though she is currently an adult, since at the time since she was a Nara at the time that she did the act of promiscuity. <laughs> Every na'ara that does not receive a qinas, right? And we saw a list of a, a numerous examples of these in the previous uh, in the previous chapter. Um, it, uh, so every na'ara that does not receive a qinas, if she were raped or seduced, then so too that same na'ara does not uh, uh, so too with regard to that those narot the the person who publicizes a bad name regarding her is exempt from lashes and from payment regarding that set of women. And so to a non-Jewish woman who converts, and so to a maid who is set free when they are under the age of three years, uh, even if uh, her, right, so this is a case, uh, so even if, their mother were pregnant with them, uh, and so this is so. This is talking now about a woman who is pregnant and is not Jewish, and then converts during her pregnancy, and then she gives when she gives birth, uh, the offspring is born biktusha, uh, right? So even if uh, so, under three years, including uh, this period before the age of zero, right? <laughs> this age during uh, pregnancy. Um, and even if her inception was prior, was not Biktusha, was when she was not Jewish, but her birth was when she was in Biktusha, was when she was Jewish, then uh, the person who publicizes a bad name regarding her is exempt from the kenas, from the feet fine and from lashes. As it says, uh, because uh, when he uh, publicizes a bad name on a version of Israel, uh, and so and they are the uh, the word Israel until she, both her 
conception and her birth are Bikdusha, are in holiness. If he uh, is Mikadesh, a a young woman, and then an Ara, and then he divorces her, and then he comes back and is Mikadesh her again, and then he publicizes a bad name regarding her, and he brings witnesses that she was promiscu promiscuous, that she is Anta, uh, in place of him in the first Kiddushin, right? And now they are in the second Kiddushin. And then come a pair of Edim, uh, another pair of witnesses, and testify that they are, and that the first pair were Edim Zomimin. Then he, uh, in which case he normally would have had to pay the, uh, the fine and receive lashes. Uh, in this case, he is exempt uh, since uh, it's on the first Kiddushin that he is making this test uh, testimony. And he is now Mekudash to her in the second Kiddushin. And so, and so too, if it were uh, his Yevimto uh, uh, that he uh, married, meaning uh, his brother uh, was married to this woman uh, and he died without her having uh, children from that brother, and then he is obligated to marry her, uh, right? Because she is his Yevimto. And so if she were his Yevim, Yevama, uh, and, and, he, uh, and he publicizes a bad name on his Yevama, and he brings witnesses that she uh, was promis promiscuous under the Kiddushin that she had with her brother, right? not under his Kiddushin, rather in the Kiddushin, that, the, fir the first Kiddushin that he had with his, with, with his brother, and those Edim end up being uh, Zomimim, then he is also exempt from lashes and from paying any fine. Um, and anyone who is exempt from any of these, right? So these two cases where he is exempt, and so to any other case where he's exempt, he's exempt from pay, uh, from lashes and from the fine. Uh, if he wants to divorce her, he may, right? So just as the fine and the lashes does not apply, so to the uh, prohibition for him to divorce her also does not apply. He is not obligated uh, right, to pay any of these, uh, the fine or receive lashes until he uh, sleeps with her uh, in her fashion, meaning uh, through vaginal sex, right? So, because, right, one of the, the Pasuk said that he sleeps with her, and then when he sleeps with her, he discovers that she was not a virgin, and then he goes and checks and finds that she uh, slept with someone prior to him after Kiddushin. Right, so 
uh, so this must happen after he already sleeps with her uh, through vaginal sex. And he also must publicize a bad name that she slept with someone right, in the proper fashion. Right? Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense to say that she is no longer a virgin through that sex. If he slept with her not in the proper fashion, being through anal sex or something like this, uh, and then he said, I did not, I found that she wasn't a virgin, then he is exempt, uh, because this does not fulfill the case of the Torah, so he, does, he is exempt both from the lashes and from the fine. Uh, but nevertheless, we do give him makat uh, mardut, uh, we do give him uh, rebellious lashes, uh, lashes of rebellion, right, which is, again, a, uh, only for rabbinic prohibitions. And so the hachamim, nevertheless, still uh, instituted some sort of uh, rabbinic punishment on him. And so too, if he says that I, I, didn't, I found that she wasn't a, uh, a virgin, but he does not say that uh, she had sex with someone instead of me after Kiddushin, right? So he does not accuse her of having slept with someone after Kiddushin. He only says that she, he didn't, that he found that she wasn't a virgin. Or if he does say that he found that uh, she had sex with someone after Kiddushin, but he doesn't bring witnesses for this, but rather witnesses come on their own behalf to uh, testify about this, then he is also exempt since he did not bring witnesses or he did not say, uh, he didn't even accuse her. Um, and in the second case, where there are witnesses, even though the witnesses would be killed if uh, a new pair of Edim Zomimim, a, a new pair of Edim come and say that they are Edim Zomimim, since they, there is here uh, possible capital punishment for uh, her if their words are true. Uh, that which the Torah uh, said in the Torah, and they uh, they open her skirt uh, right, in order to check to see if she were a virgin. Uh, this is only said uh, in an honorable language, because what they are actually doing is that they are uh, checking and, and debating about uh, about the uh, private details of the case, right? Meaning about the arayot, uh, right, the, of this case. Um, and, right, so the proper way to understand the pasuk is via this derasha, that it's not that they actually open her skirt and check uh, to see if she isn't a virgin, rather that they check the witnesses who came and testified as such. And so, too, when the father comes and says, and these are the, Virgin the virginities of my daughter, right? It's not that uh, he's presenting his daughter and showing that she's a virgin, but rather that he presents uh, the his own witnesses who uh, accuse 
the husband's witnesses of being Adim Zomimil. Right, and that which it says, and if it ends up being that the matter is true, then she will be she should be killed because she was she had sex after the Irusin uh with tester with witnesses, right? The witnesses came and said that the second pair of of witnesses were the, the, the second pair of witnesses were Adim Zomimin, and therefore she ends up being killed, as it says, is not Bet Aviha to uh, to profane the house of her father. Um, but if she uh, but if she did this act of promiscuity prior to the Erosin, right? All of this is only if it's after the Erosin. If it's prior to the Erosin. Then the Torah already ruled regarding her that she is exempt from everything, and the person who who has sex with her, he is obligated to pay. Uh, also, uh, uh, he alone is obligated to pay the fine, whether he seduced her or whether he raped her, as we saw in the previous chapters. And with this, we end the Ilchot Na'arabetula. Um, to you.